So state lawmakers getting together for a lame duck session. It's unclear when the Senate is coming in. The House sets to come in tomorrow afternoon, and they could be in Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and uh, right before the new General Assembly is seated Wednesday. All happening here in Springfield, uh, and the House is going to be meeting at the Bank of Springfield Center. Uh, the Senate has yet to announce the actual days they'll be in session, but they are already making some advances with legislation, including one measure that was amended uh, and is up for third reading in the Illinois Senate, and that is on House Bill uh, 163. What is House Bill 163? Well, here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, we want to give you the latest details. And joining us right now is Illinois Sheriff's Association Executive Director Jim Kaichek to talk about House Bill 163. Uh, and I guess uh, in a few words, if you could, Jim, just tell us uh, what this bill does concerning law enforcement in the state of Illinois. Uh, well, let's see. I, thanks for having me on, first of all, Greg. Appreciate it. Uh, this is probably the most devastating piece of legislation I've ever seen introduced uh, to affect law enforcement and the communities that we are sworn to serve. So we have got a, just a, a huge list of all the various things that your association um, you know, digested the bill. Uh, it's a 611-page bill. Uh, you guys uh, took the time to read through it and uh, pulled out some of the, the major points here. Uh, one that stuck out to me when I looked through some of that 611-page bill, it, it dealt with collective bargaining uh, for law enforcement. Uh, talk about the, uh, the change that they're wanting to make and how that could could impact uh, law enforcement agencies across the state? Well, in, in essence, really what it does, um, whether you support collective bargaining or you don't, I mean, I believe employees, and this is coming obviously from a management position, right? Employees have rights. Um, all employees have rights. And hence, that's why collective bargaining and unions were established to begin with. They were established for that specific reason. So this bill, in essence, what it does is it would eliminate those unions that represent those employees. So the FOPs of the world, for example, I'm not sure what business they would have anymore because all of those uh, employees that they represent, based on this legislation, um, they, they wouldn't be able to bargain on their behalf. Period. Another uh, major element you guys highlight uh, in your opposition is the elimination of uh, qualified immunity. Uh, talk about that proposal and what that would mean for... Um, not just for sure. uh, not just for the the the, uh, the the atmosphere within a police department and the morale within a police department, but what that does to uh, keeping communities safe if qualified immunity is um, eliminated. Well, let, let me give you a little background on on immunity, um, and I'm going to start with immunity as a whole. Legislators, judges, state attorneys, they have absolute what's called absolute immunity. And what that means is they don't have qualified. Law enforcement officers have, as we, you just mentioned, they have a qualified form of immunity, which means that um, as a law enforcement officer, I have to follow federal, state, and constitutional law associated with how I perform my duties. If I don't, I don't have qualified immunity. So, for example, if I knowingly violate the law that, that I know exists out there or I, I know that um, use of force, which is obviously something that has been determined by the courts about how it can be utilized, right? If I, if I violate those provisions, I am not uh, protected by the shield of a qualified immunity. Uh, in essence, qualified immunity, the only thing it really does for the officer is it doesn't negate an individual's right to sue, 
what it does is it protects me as that individual officer making that less than a split-second decision on scene about how to handle something from personal liability. So the example would be is that I make a mistake, but I'm following the law and I'm doing what I believe is appropriate and right. I'm clearly not, you know, violating those provisions, but something happens. Nothing precludes that individual from being able to sue my agency or the, the unit of government that I work for. It just protects me as an individual so that I can go out there and attempt to do my job and deal with those split-second situations. We're talking with Illinois Sheriff's Association Executive Director Jim Kaichek about uh, House Bill 163, 611 pages uh, amended, and that's up for passage in the Senate. It would have to go to the House for uh, concurrence, right, before it goes to the governor? That's correct. Um, so but the bill, as, as you well know, it could happen in one day. <laughs> yes, it can in a matter of hours. <laughs> so yes. uh, it's something that we'll definitely be keeping an eye on because there's other elements in here as well, uh, Jim, like the elimination of cash bail, uh, eliminating felony murder. Tell me about that. What's 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 what brought that on? Well, here, here's I mean, the proposal that they put out there, the 611 pages, in essence, it's, it's a lot of different pieces of legislation that have been all piled into one omnibus bill. And many of those pieces of legislation have been individual pieces of legislation that law enforcement and other organizations have been able to successfully push back on over the last many years, all put into this as a uh, uh, alleged police reform, criminal justice reform package uh, to try to push through during a, a you know five-day lame duck session. So what, what, what this does is, you know, it just puts us into a situation – Felony murder is uh, here. Here's the situation. Uh, I am a I'm a, a driver for an armed robbery, right? And I sit in my car. Uh, I know that two of my partners that are going into the bank uh, have weapons. So there's a there's a strong likelihood that someone could get killed, right? I mean, they could use those weapons and kill somebody. Uh, but I don't fire the gun. I'm sitting in the in the getaway car under felony murder. I can be charged with murder because I'm an accomplice to that crime if, in fact, someone is shot and killed. That's what felony murder is, and this proposal would eliminate that ability for a state's attorney to include you in, in the mix. A home invasion would be the same thing, so, you know, where multiple people are involved, but I didn't actually, I'm not the one that, pardon the expression, that pulled the trigger, but I'm a part of the crime, so I can get charged with it. Bunch of other things in this as well um, that uh, I'm sure you know you'll you'll put out to your members of the uh, sheriffs association to highlight uh, your concerns moving forward. But it's not just the sheriffs association. You've got uh, fraternal orders of police. You've got uh, the police chiefs association uh, that uh, are opposing this. Uh, tell me about um, you know I guess uh, what happens here uh, and how do we address some of these concerns uh, that the lawmakers who are advancing this have uh, about like chokeholds, for instance, or about uh, um, you know, I don't know if this bill contains anything about police licensure, uh, but uh, how it does not. So that is that is that a win then? Because I know you guys were uh, were opposed to, to that, right? Correct. Um, it does not. But, you know, I think what my assumption would be is that that will be introduced on another bill. And my fear would be is that, you know, maybe this bill doesn't move forward. But, oh, by the way, here's police licensing. It's not nearly as bad. So is that an opportunity for for them to pass that? You know, part of the issue with a lot of these things is over the years, law enforcement hasn't shied away from conversations, and we don't shy away from conversations about changes that can be made to our profession that, that are positive for us and positive for the communities that we serve. The problem is, is that in a lame duck session, 
I don't know of a time, and I've been a, involved in the legislative world. Now, this will be coming my 27th session in the General Assembly. Um, I don't remember a time ever where anything good ever passed during the lame duck. The whole point of passing something in the lame duck is because it can happen quickly and people don't have an opportunity to react and fairly respond to it. That's it. Jim Kaichek, Illinois Sheriff's Association. Uh, again, a lot of uh, different elements of this bill. Uh, another one uh, seems to deal with uh, unsubstantiated and unverified complaints against officers and uh, how those could still linger. Um, so, it, it, I mean, it, you just look at the list that you guys have laid out, uh, and it's it's pretty incredible that uh, they, they could possibly uh, advance all of this in the span of just about five days. Uh, so what, what, what kind of action do you want uh, your members to take sheriffs across the state, uh, supporters of uh, of sheriffs uh, across the state. What what should they do? Well, I mean, I would encourage anyone. I mean, not just those involved in law enforcement. I mean, this is this is certainly, uh, in my opinion, this is a, a defund the police movement. Because if you notice in the bill, there are there would be a mandate to have body cameras, for example. And if you don't have body cameras and you don't operate them according to the law, then you have the likelihood that you would have a 20% reduction in your, your funding that would come from LGDF or from the state. Um, huge mandates in terms of additional training. People aren't, you know, local law enforcement has not been getting the necessary training dollars uh, for a lot of time. I'm sure you you remember me talking about this in the past where uh, our, our training budgets have been severely cut. Uh, really what this boils down to is, again, this is not just a law enforcement issue, but this is a community safety issue. So if people uh, want to continue to be able to call 911 and expect a, a, a quick response and us to be able to do our job to protect them, then I certainly, you know, am imploring them to make sure that they are reaching out to their elected officials to encourage them not to have any sort of changes occur to policing during this lame duck session. Um, again, units of local government, we are already strapped financially uh, for a variety of reasons, including the fact that, you know, we've been dealing with uh, COVID-19 for the last year and the damage that that's done to businesses and local economies. Um, where's this money going to come from? And we're talking about a, a whole slew of additional mandates that, that people don't have the, the revenue for. And we're not going to have police. I mean, I'll, I'll just tell you, if, if this bill were to pass like this, I am a police officer. I would turn in my badge today. Done. Jim Kaichek, Illinois Sheriff's Association, uh, greatly appreciate you taking time with us today, and we'll keep a close eye on what happens here and uh, bring you back on for any possible reaction that there may be for if this advances. Have a great new year, and we'll talk soon, all right? All right, sir. Thanks a lot.